And do you believe his mercy is more? Do you believe that for yourself? That his mercy is more, even though our sins are many? I think about running out of that grave that we were singing about earlier. I, I remember that moment that day. The day when I, when I first understood the truth of Romans 6.23. Some of you know that verse. For the wages of sin is death. That's, that is a sobering statement. For the wages of sin is death. Our sins, they are many. And the wages of those sins, the, the, the payment that we deserve for those sins is death. And when that pastor that day, Ray Bear, was sharing that verse with me, because I wanted to be baptized, because I was still trying to earn my way to heaven. I was still trying to get my good stuff to outweigh my bad stuff. And I didn't think I was doing so well. Well, he sealed the deal when he taught me that verse. Dean, the wages, the payment you deserve for your sins is death. Well, so much for my system. But, as that verse continues, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The gift, not the wages. Wages we deserve. We've worked, we earn it, we get it. We sinned, we earned it, we get the judgment, we get the death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's what John the Apostle was talking about in the Gospel of John when he was commenting on the fact that hardly anybody in Jerusalem, hardly anybody in Israel received Jesus. But he said this in verse 12, But to those who received him, to those who believed on his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children who come running out of that grave. You know, the picture of Lazarus coming forth from the grave is the picture, I think, of that song. He comes out of that grave, and so do all of us who put our trust in the Lord Jesus. And as John said, he not only gives us eternal life, which, that's amazing, but he also makes us a part of his family. That's a lot of what a local church is, a family. Uh, some of you have been um, smelling um, some good smells um, coming from the kitchen area where our hospitality team is setting up our lunch for after the service. It's something that we do every year around this time of year, around Thanksgiving, to give thanks for, what God, for God's great blessings in this family called Midway Community Church. And one of the things that we're going to do during that celebration after the service, and, and, and by the way, even if you didn't know about that when you came this morning, you're welcome to stay. It's not, it's not a long, drawn-out process. We'll, we'll eat right in here, not in the seats as they're configured, but as soon as the service is over, we'll change it over to a, a big dining hall, and we'll have a great celebration together. Even if you didn't come planning on staying for it, please stay. We'd love to have you. There will be plenty of food, and um, some people brought some food. The church is also um, adding some food, and, and some of you are thinking, if I didn't bring any, I'm not staying. No, we even said in the newsletter this week, even if you can't bring any, plan on staying. We'll have plenty. 
But we're going to do that in celebration of what God is doing in our family here of Midway Community Church. But more important than being a part of this, of this family is being a part of God's family. It's our desire as a local church that every member of Midway Community Church would first be a member of God's family. And so one of the things we're going to do during the um, celebration is we're going to welcome and officially vote on our new members from 20, from this time last year till, till today. Officially vote them, welcome them in uh, as part of the, as part of the body. But what we've, what we've done with each of those people who desire to be a part of this family, we've talked to them to make sure that first they're members of the family of God. Because what, what good is this smaller local body family if we're not believers in the Lord Jesus Christ? If we're not forgiven of our sins? If we're not, if we're not on our way to heaven by the grace and mercy of God, why, why would we want to be a, be a part of, of a local body who was made up of people who didn't know what that good news was and, and couldn't be a part of it? And so this morning, I just want to take a few minutes to take a, a week off from our, our going through the Gospel of Mark and look at a couple of passages which show us why we are as a, as a body and why I as a pastor am so thankful for our new members and so thankful for our long-term members you know, we have some people here um, that have been members of Midway Community Church for 25 years, because that's how old we are. You know, and some are online um, watching who can't come in person um, because of, of their physical circumstances and those kind of things. But so we're, we're so thankful. And these verses that we're going to look at this morning are reminders of why we're thankful for our new members, why we're thankful for our members who have been here for a long time, and also why we want those of you who are believers in Christ who aren't members of Midway to be members of Midway. All right, so everybody that's here this morning is included in this in some way. Now, other than those who are visiting from, like, Texas, for example. I know I know we have some of those, right, Cozads? Um, and so for you, this message isn't that we want you to join here and we want you to be a member here of Midway, but that you will take these verses that we're going to look at, just a few of them, and be that there in Texas. And then when you do get to come with the wonderful COZAD kids to see them for a week, then we'll also welcome you back here um, with open arms as well. But first we want to look in the, and I'm going to give you time to look because we're going to look at a couple of different verses this morning. So take your Bibles or your tablets or whatever devices you're using and turn to Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10, a, a letter that was written to a group of Hebrew Christians, Jewish Christians. And so when you read Hebrews, you realize that you need to know your Old Testament better because all of the message of Hebrews is based on the message of the Old Testament, um, which the Jews um, also held to be the Word of God, which we do as well. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 well, we'll start with verse 23. Verse 23 of Hebrews 10. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. Now, speaking to members of a church or potential members of a church, that's why we say first, you've got to possess this hope. 
before you're a member of a local body, be a member of his body. There's where the hope comes from. We don't bring hope. We share hope, but we don't bring it. Jesus brings it. So, so he says, let's hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised Jesus is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. Even back in the first century, people skipped church a lot. And he says, don't get in that habit. He says, but let us encourage one another. That's why we want them to get together. Let us encourage one another and all the more as we see the day approaching. Now, he wasn't writing this to, to a group that met at night. And they saw the next day coming. No, he's talking about the day of the Lord. He's talking about the end of all things. Because we are in the last days as they were in the first century, we still are. And we think, well, wait a minute, that's a long day. That's, I mean, that's a long time period for in the last days. Yeah, it is a long time period, but not with the Lord. With the Lord, it's just like two or three days. And so this, is, this hasn't been a long, long wait, even though it seems like it. But we do see that day approaching, don't we? We see all the things that the Scripture talks about. I know that one of our adult classes this morning was meeting and, and was talking about the, the end times, these, these prophecies that the Word of God makes. And we see more and more signs of the end coming soon. And the, the writer of Hebrews saw that, and he was telling these, these um, members of local churches, you guys need to be getting together regularly. Don't skip. Be there for each other because you all need to be encouraging each other. Because these are hard days. Was anybody discouraged like I was on Tuesday and the days to follow after the election? It just broke my heart. You saw in the newsletter. It just broke my heart to know that half of our country doesn't care about preborn babies. That breaks my heart. So discouraging. But we come together to encourage each other. I've already been encouraged this morning. I've been encouraged every time I've gotten together with any of the, any of the body of Christ here at Midway this week. But this morning in our, in our adult Bible study class, so encouraged seeing how the Word of God is living in the lives of different people within Midway. And how exciting that is. And, and while I get discouraged about certain things, like one I just mentioned, so excited about what God is doing with the new life of believers in Christ growing in their knowledge of his word and having an impact in the lives of others. Even among those who right now don't even realize how important it is to protect the lives of the unborn. We'll just, you know, that, that half of the, of the population, we'll just give them the benefit of the benefit of the doubt. They just don't know any better yet, but we have the opportunity to let them know what God says about life. To let them know how important every single life is. Born of all ages and of all conditions and preborn. Because there's, there's a life. You know, the Lewis has found that out. You know, Jill Ray carried that baby for literally Nine months. The baby was born on her due date. All right? 4% of people ha that happens to. Um, just a little trivia for you. Um, nine months. She was, a, she was a person 
before anybody could see her with the Lord. Now, Jill Ray could feel her. I guess her family could see her influence sometimes. But nine months, she was a, a living person in that in Jill Ray's womb. And so we have the opportunity as part of our encouraging each other is, is encouraging each other to share that good news with, with the people that we know. Because those lives are worthy to be protected, just like all of the lives are worthy to be protected. But we want to encourage each other as we see the day approaching. And we can do that better as we do that together. And so those of you who are members of Midway, remember, and new members, same thing, remember, be here so you can do this. And sometimes we think, I, I am not a great encourager. I'm not, I'm not good at spur. Do you notice the, the picture that he painted? Spur one another on to love and good deeds. I'm not, a, I'm not a great spur. All right. Um, I'm thinking of the electric prod right now. You could also think of the spurs on the, on the heels of the, of the, of the cowboy boots and cowgirl boots, you know, getting that horse's attention to go and to, and to do the right thing you know, or, or moving the cattle or whatever animals with the, the prod or to, to move in the right direction. Some of us think, well, I'm not that good at that. I want to tell you something. Yes, you are. Sometimes just coming and being a part of the, of the worship service or being a part of the class, even if we don't open our mouths, sometimes just being there in that group is an encouragement to everybody else that you went to the trouble because it is trouble. It's trouble coming here on Sunday mornings. It's, it's not easy. First of all, there's lots of other stuff we could be doing. And, and, we have to, and we have to say consciously and intentionally no to all those other things and say, okay, I'm going to do this. And then doing it is tough. Some of us go through quite an ordeal to get here on Sunday mornings. And you're exhausted when you get here. And that's why you're taking a little nap right now. Uh, uh, you know, it's all, I understand. I understand. But you're an encouragement today just by being here. Now, that encouragement increases, that impact increases as you get to know each other. See, I'm encouraged by by some of your presence here this morning because you've shared with me the ordeal that you go through to get here. And so I know I'm so encouraged when, when certain people get here because I know what they've just done, what, what, what it's taken to get here. Do, do you remember um, Catherine Kitty Ross? She, you know, she's with the Lord now. But she would get out of her car and make it to the front benches that are outside and sit down for a minute, get her breath back. Then she'd make it to the lobby to sit in the chairs that we used to have in the lobby to get her breath back. Then she'd make it into here. Probably didn't stand during singing, but she's in here. And I know the process that she's going through. And remember, she had all those stops along the way to get here too. And I'm thinking, I'm just so encouraged by her being in this room. 
I didn't need a hug. I didn't need a handshake, a fist bump, anything from her. Just seeing her just encouraged me incredibly because I knew what it took for her to get here. I knew the value of this to her to go through all of that to be here. And she's not the only one. Oh, she's the only one that had that particular route. But we all have our issues to get here. And your being here is an encouragement. But when you get to know each other, and that is why I so often mention how important it is to get involved in one of the 930 adult Bible studies or youth Bible studies or children's Bible studies. Because it's in those smaller group settings that we get to know each other even better. And I don't, I'm not getting any commission for increasing the size of our classes. Okay. I, I, nothing like that, but I, I just want you to understand there's value. And some of you are saying, when I was a kid, I got called on to read in Sunday school and it was one of those verses that had all those names in it and I couldn't do it. And I was so embarrassed and I swore I'm never going back there. When I have the power not to go, I'm not going. And, or, or some other even worse experience in Sunday school or in Bible study. It's hard sometimes, especially when you don't know anybody. It's hard. I want to encourage you. Overcome that fear or that frustration or that anger or whatever it is. If you had a bad experience or you just, or just sort of feel awkward because you're so new, I want you to overcome it. Make yourself do it. Not just for you, although I think you'll be encouraged. Not just for you, but for that class, for that group of people. Because as that group of people gets to know you and you get to know them, you are going to be able to spur them on to love and good deeds. You're going to be able to encourage them in incredible ways. And the reason I know that goes on, um, is, is answered also in another book, uh, another letter really close to this one. Just a, cu- a couple of letters back, um, First Peter. Look at First Peter chapter four as it describes us. Look at First Peter chapter four, verse seven. At, th- at this description of these encouragers, and again, you're not going to see in this message or any of your Bible reading or Bible study, you're not going to see the phrase, the combination of words, church member. Okay. So what I'm, what I'm asking you to do, what we at Midway Community Church are asking you to do to become members of Midway or to be good members of Midway, as I'm trying to explain, is not something you're going to find a chapter and verse for. When these, when these letters were written, in most cases, there was one body of Christ, one local body in, 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 in a particular town. In a larger city, there might be a few house churches but they would all get together. They would all gather together as one church. So, so there weren't a zillion churches in a, in a county or a town. And so the, the concept of local church membership didn't exist because as soon as you became a believer as a part of the body of Christ, you were automatically just a part of that, a member, so to speak, of that local body. But now that there are many different local bodies of, of varying different of types of beliefs concerning the scripture that adds to the importance of officially becoming a member of the church so that people know that you share in their, in their view of scripture 
and the mission that God has given us, part of which is to encourage each other and spur one another on to loving good deeds. And how I know that you're a missing link in this process for Midway Community Church is found here in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7. Look what he says. The end of all things is near. Peter was in the same idea, same way, vein of thought as the writer of Hebrews. The end is near. It's coming. They're right. Therefore, since the end is near, be clear-minded and self-controlled so that you can pray. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each one should use, listen to this, whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, he should do it as one speaking the very words of God. And he's not just talking about preachers there. He's talking to all all of us as we share the word of God together. If anyone serves, he should do it with the strength God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Every single one of us who are believers in Jesus have gifts from God. Some of them are speaking gifts. Some of them are serving gifts. But all of them come from God, and all of them are necessary, meaning that every one of us is necessary as a part of this local body. And the only way that we can truly love each other deeply, as it says here, and to serve each other and encourage each other with the right words, is that we know each other. It's critical. And so that's why I encourage everybody who's a member of Midway or is becoming a member of Midway. And I've been so encouraged by some of you who are becoming members of Midway by, by checking out the classes. So encouraged by that because that's how you'll quickly get to know some people and quickly begin to have a ministry of encouragement through the gifts that God has given you. We need those gifts. We need the people that have those gifts. Because, you know, this isn't a a huge church, but this is a pretty good-sized family. And a family of this size has various needs that can all be met, first by the Lord, and then secondly by the people that he's assembled together within this local body. With these gifts that he's talking about, gifts that are... That are gifts of grace. They're not things that we deserved. But as he gives us these gifts, he wants us to use them within the context of the body of Christ. How many of you, say in the last month, have been encouraged in some particular way by the ministry of this local body or the members within this local body? How many of you have been encouraged somehow specifically by members of this body. Now, some of you already put your hands up like this. Uh, I'm talking about this, okay? Raise your hand up. Praise God. Praise God. So encouraged by that. I was encouraged while I was, um, while I was gone on, on our trip to um, Israel. You knew I was going to bring that back up. Um, but I no pictures today. Um, 
I found out something happened, and one of our newer, newer families, newer members, found out what happens sometimes when you're going through a, a medical crisis. Food starts showing up mysteriously, miraculously, amazingly to make going through that process of, of difficulty even better. Even, even, you know, it doesn't always happen, but it happens a lot. I was so encouraged to hear that that happened and that that, that family was blessed by that ministry. I've been blessed by that ministry before. Many of you have, and, and, and that's not all of them. Yeah, I remember the time when I was going through a tough, particularly tough time, and a group of guys showed up to do my yard work for me one day. Now, that was cool. What, what an encouragement. I mean, I literally, the week before, was out there mowing my lawn, crying. Not because I was having to mow the lawn, but just because I had time to think about all the stuff that was going on. And, I, and the next week, I'm out there watching just, what? Man, they could do it fast, too. But what an encouragement. Just little things like, and again, it goes on. Sometimes it's just a word. I'm praying for you. I heard you're going through something. Praying for you. Just want you to know I'm praying for you. Whatever that might. You got to know each other. And as I love this, I love this gathering. (laughs) I mean, I love it. You don't know how you impact me being here and, and making the faces at me that you make at me. You know, you have no idea. It is, it is an, it is a great encouragement to me, but this as important as it is, isn't as important as the, as the smaller groups that meet at nine thirty. Not cause, cause I'm not worth listening to, but. Because those meetings enable us to know each other. And when we know each other, we can serve each other. And not only can we serve each other, but we can also serve others. And I want to look at one more. um, Well, sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Two more, but the next one. Look back at Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. I'll give you a second. It's one of the advantages of the electronic Bibles. Some people are faster with their sword drills um, with the electronics. Um, but some of us are old school, hard copy, and uh, we're still going to get there. Philippians chapter 2, verse 12. Philippians chapter 2, verse 12. And this is coming on the heels just after the Apostle Paul gave this great statement on the nature of of Jesus Christ. Amazing passage of celebration of who Jesus is. And based on that, based on Jesus, he says this, therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence. Remember, Paul planted the church in Philippi, then he had to leave. Now he's talking about have left, but it's still so important that you obey. Listen to what, what you're supposed to do. Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good pleasure, good purpose. So it starts when we come to faith in Jesus, continues to grow, and we work that out. It's a process that we do together. Look what he says. We know it's together because of this next section. Look what he says in verse 14. Do everything without complaining or arguing, 
In the last, in in First Peter, it was grumbling. It's t- ob- this is obviously a, a together work because there's complaining and arguing and grumbling. That's potential. That's whenever people get together. That's a potential. He says, don't don't mess up the unity that we read about from from um, Psalm one thirty three this morning. Don't mess up the unity with your your complaining and your arguing and your grumbling. He says, but here's what he says in verse fifteen. What's the result of this united? body of Christ, this united local body of Christ can do, look, so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation in which you shine like stars in the universe as you hold out the word of life. Did you hear that? That was a long sentence. Let's go again. So that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation in which you shine like stars in the universe as you hold out the word of life. You see what we're doing in this universe? We're holding out the word of life. Jesus put it like this to his original apostles. Go, therefore, into all the world, making disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. And I'll be with you till the end of the age. Paul put it more succinctly. Hold out the word of life like a light in the darkness. Hold out the word of life in a crooked and depraved generation. If we think our country, our culture, our nation is crooked and depraved, we had nothing on Paul's. But he saw an opportunity in that darkness to shine. And to encourage that body in Philippi, a local body maybe like ours, to hold out the word of life. And so this isn't just for us, church members. Our encouragement, our spurring one another on to love and good deeds, our using the gifts together, our sharing together in the, in the, in the way that God has blessed us, in, ver- in the various ways. As we share those things together, it's not just for us. It's also an encouragement for us together to hold out the word of life to the lost generation, the lost, depraved, and crooked generation that we live in. Because we were all a part of that before we met Christ. And now in Christ, we have a message to share. We have a Savior to represent Those of you who have, who have um, been to prayer meeting, or whether online, Zooming, or, or in person, or have used the prayer list that we have um, for those that are, are members and regular attenders of Midway, you'll see that some people have sent in names of people that they're praying for to come to faith in Christ. People that they're holding out the word of life to. And so we pray for them that God would be at work in their lives and that God would send people 
including the people that have asked them to be prayed for, but other people as well, to share the word of life with them, to ready their hearts so that when that word is shared, they'll come to faith in Christ. We do that together. Oh, we're not going to witness to them together necessarily, but we pray for them together. We're, we're a family trying to reach out to this community. We, we can do that better when we have people committed to pray for each other and to encourage each other, even to invite friends to come to the service because hopefully every time we come into this, into this service, every time, hopefully, you're going to hear the gospel. And so your friend that you're trying to share the gospel with will hear the gospel and give you another opportunity after the service is over to talk about the gospel again because I'm going to talk about it. So this is another tool. This, this service itself is another tool in your hand as you try to reach your friend or your coworker, your neighbor for Christ. They'll hear the gospel if you bring them here, and then you get to talk about it some more. But we can do this better together. Members, be here. New members, now you know what you're in for, what you're expected to do. Be here, encourage, use your gifts. And those of you who aren't members yet, I say yet, we need you. Oh, we're not going to shut down if you don't join. But we need you. We can be better because of you. Because you're bringing something that we don't have. You. The person that God made you with the gifts that he gave you, with the talents he gave you, with the personality that he gave you. We can do this better with you as a member. Committed. To, to what we believe and to us as a body as opposed to the other local bodies around us. Now, they're, you know, I would say probably some of them are bad because they don't teach this. Some of them are teaching this, great. If you want to go there, great. But if you're going to come here, commit. Commit to it. Commit to it so that you can be a, a vital part of what God is doing. We are glad all of you are here. And you know we're not going to browbeat you, so to speak, other than what I'm doing right now. Um, we want you to be a member. Do you have to be? No, there is, like I said, there is no chapter and verse that says you have to be a, church, a local church member. But if you do commit to this body, that increases our ability to help each other do this job that God has given us as a local body in this community and in the world. The last verse that I want to look at is something that Samuel said in uh, 1 Samuel in the Old Testament, 1 Samuel chapter 12, verse 23. I'll get that later. The children of Israel asked for a king against Samuel's better judgment, against God's command. God said, okay, we're going to do it but they're going to face some judgment because of it. So they were afraid now Samuel's going to not lead them anymore because they got their king. Samuel said in verse 23. Hold on a second. Excuse me. As for me, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by failing 
to pray for you. Far be it from us that we would sin against the Lord by failing to pray for each other. We need each other for a variety of reasons, but none greater than we need the ministry of prayer within this body, within this family. How many of you have been blessed by the prayers of this body? I asked you to raise your hand before. Do it again. How many of you have been blessed by the prayers of this body? Praise God. He's answered so many prayers. And sometimes he answers them in ways that we were not expecting and that we did not want him to. But he's faithful to answer. And he builds our camaraderie. He builds our fellowship. He builds our effectiveness as we know each other and pray for each other. And so... I hope those of you who are members here have been members, some of you, for a long time. I hope you've been encouraged to keep on and keep on even better. New members, you see what's expected. And those who aren't members yet, we would love you to be a member. Because God has made you something special to add to this body. and To make us even better at what we're doing. We have a long way to go to be the best that we can be. And you're a part of that. And we hope that you'll be encouraged um, by the word of God as it applies uh, to local church membership. But remember, the first thing is to be a member of God's family. Let's bow together in prayer. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you this morning for all the members of Midway, long and new, and all those who will be members of Midway, even some that are here this morning. We thank you for each one. I thank you that I'm one of them. I thank you for the way this body ministers to me and to my family and has over the years and will in the future. And I thank you for the way that I, as a member of the body, have also been able to minister to others within this body. And I thank you as a pastor for the view that I get to see how this body does minister to one another serve one another, encourage one another, pray for one another, and strengthen our witness together as we reach out to those who don't know you. And so, Father, we pray that you would be glorified in us as we serve you together. And for those who are with us either online or here in person who haven't yet put their trust in Jesus, they may still be trying to earn your favor as I was. We pray that you would remind them today that they can become a child of God, your child, by receiving your son, Jesus, by believing in his name, believing that he is who he says he is, who did what the word of God says he did, dying on the cross for our sins and rising again victorious, on the third day, and ascending to your right hand to send the Holy Spirit to live in every single one of us who believe. Father, give them that faith to believe in Jesus, that they might also become a member of your family. And maybe someday also bless this body by becoming a member here of Midway Community Church. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.